we want to welcome you to this week's podcast of Live Transform. We're going to be heading into um, episode today that we're going to really tackle some of the misconceptions we have when it comes to the word obeying and what that means as a believer, as a child of God. Well, Audrey, I love the way that each of these podcasts, you know, they just kind of link together and they build on top of each other. Mm -hmm. And so last week we introduced and, and basically just said one statement. You know, Dr. Richards is with us and he said, mm -hmm. you will hear only that which you are willing to obey. Right. And so today we just want to go a little bit a little further go deeper on that one with regards to obedience and i just want to say to our listeners we're really glad you joined us on the episode today Absolutely. and believe it or not we have a guest with us today and his name is dr jim richards and so he has been with us for you know he's been in ministry for over 45 years impactministries.com he has this amazing way of there's so many subjects because i was thinking like what is Jim Richards a real genius at? And then I read, I was looking at an apocalypse book that he wrote recently and I went, oh my gosh, like this is just mind blowing how he has researched this. For me personally, Jim, what your life has affected me more than other is heart transformation yep. and, and the heart physics that you, because I think it's really your, in my opinion, it's your lifelong passion yep. to get people connected with the heart of God and with their own heart. Absolutely. And I would say that everything always goes back to that. But yep. maybe I'm wrong, but I but I just want to welcome you to the episode. Well, thank you. I'm glad to be here. But but that's the truth. You know, um every, everybody they don't people don't understand that they are approaching God with an intention and with a goal. Hmm. And you know, Peter says we that that we're receiving the goal or the end of our faith. And, and what we don't understand is the intention that's driving our interaction with God determines the outcome. I don't know if we—I think we talked about the scripture in Philippians 3 last, last week where uh, Paul, uh, he says, look, you know— uh, this this one thing I'm doing. He said, I you know, I, I'm not yeah, completed. We, I'm we haven't arrived. Yeah. We're not perfect yet, but this but, yeah. is the one thing he I'm says, doing. I'm taking hold of him for the reason or the purpose that he took hold of me. Hold of me. Mm -hmm. right. And and I think the greatest incongruence in modern Christianity is that the world has become so selfish, so self-seeking so driven by false corrupt values that mm -hmm. people people think i think people think that pursuing these things is what they're supposed to do they think that they've got definitions yeah. of success they've got definitions of love mm -hmm. got definitions of happiness none of which are biblically based and they think that that, that they're supposed to pursue those things and so we, we bring that when we get saved, instead of coming to God and kind of wiping the slate clean and just saying, here I am, Jesus, your Lord. So all, all I know is who I used to be. I don't know who I am, and I'm not even sure where I need to be going. And so all I want to do is know you and, uh, mm -hmm. and, and, figure, and figure it out from there. But yeah. instead, we bring all of these desires what we think are will, will meet our needs and 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 even pressures jim like the word pressures oh, yeah. comes to mind like if we're going to be a really great christian or believer then i am going to make my impact on this world and that means yep. i have to be this yep. or i have to be that oh my gosh we just get so obsessed yeah. with with making our mark on the world and it's like really is that 
have we completely missed yeah. the mark trying to make the mark? I think so. And so, so at the end of the day, our ultimate involvement with God is not relationship. Mm. And the minute that the minute relationship is not the core driving intention, then you set yourself up for everything to start going wrong. Maybe not completely wrong. You know, I think about you know leaven. You know, we mentioned leaven and how that leaven more leaven doesn't represent to me big bad sins. Because leaven mm-hmm. is leaven's like the opposite or the the the, the anti-type to mustard seed. You know, mustard seed. The mustard seed is so tiny you you just almost can't see it, and then it produces all of this fruit. Well, leaven is the same way, and just a little bit of leaven corrupts the whole lump. And so, you know, we talked about. I think we talked about this uh, sometime in the last few weeks about how that leaven. Yeah. You know, when the children of Israel came out of Egypt, the idea. Of, of getting rid of leaven was all of the corruption, all the darkness that they had learned in Egypt, which is a type of the world. Mm-hmm. And so when we bring all of this stuff in with us, uh, we bring leaven in with us. And we never truly discover God's intentions. We kind of discover some of God's intentions, but between our own uh, pursuit of what we think we're supposed to be pursuing and, and the mess that religion does to us when we, when we start getting our head filled with religion. And then mix that with our culture and, yeah. and what our culture is saying to us yeah. right now, and, that everyone has to be a really big yeah. deal, you know? And so it's like, it's like so many people in their, in their mind, they would say, man, I'm pursuing God as much as I know how, but it's not working. Millions and mm-hmm, millions mm-hmm. of people will tell you it's not yeah. working. And so, you know, when, when you talk to people about a relationship, they do the same thing about relationship that they do with everything else. They, they, they confuse cause and effect. And, and it's sort mm-hmm. of like, well, if this would start working right, then, then I'd start pursuing a relationship. <laughs> but the reality of it is it can't work right if relationship is not the core driving factor, or, you know, around all of it. When I'm just kind of reminiscing in my own mind, just kind of going back to my beginnings. Mm-hmm. And just when I first, you know, came to Jesus, I mean, that was the song. I surrender all. Yeah. You know, just, you know, all all that I have, you know, I yield, I surrender. Uh, I mean, that was, that's what that's the song that was playing on the organ. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 that was just a, a real heart passion of mine you know all of me i mean you know i give to you and i want all of you yes. and 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 it was in the willingness you know of my heart motivation the willingness was to rid myself of me that i might obtain all of you and that is such relational talk bob <clears throat> because i think of the day we got married that's what we said you know, like when we got married, it was like all of me for all of you, whatever happens. Like that's basically what you're saying on the day you get yeah, married. Yeah. And I think it's very similar that that is a, a type and a shadow of, of our relationship with God, that 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 we're just saying yes to yep. all. And, and a lot of times I wonder if, if 
if people's approach to God is almost as though that he's a killjoy, you know, mm-hmm. that if I were to really lose myself, yeah. you know, and, and it, it, it's almost as though you hear, you know, the sound where I need to protect me yeah. and I need, and I need to defend my rights and, and, you know, and, and, and God, right. you know, there's things, you know, that you have that are rightfully mine, but I, I'm taking it in, in, a, in a position not of humility, but of of my own personal right. Is that making sense? Yeah. Yes. It, it's it, it's that whole mentality that comes and says, I I am not coming to God trusting Him, trusting His wisdom, trusting His purpose. I am coming to Him saying, God, I'm coming to you to make sure I get this. And what they don't realize is this is what's killing me. <laughs> you know. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly, I see the picture. And and, I, and with with the relationship being central, yeah. you know, if I were to approach you, if I were to approach Audrey with that kind of mindset, yep. I would really put you guys off. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And and even that whole feeling of being opportunistic, you know what I mean? I'm here because I need to get this from you. Or mm-hmm. I think that's. In my opinion, I think that's what kills a relationship the most as far as we go back to what we were talking about no. the last two weeks, the intention. You know, for some reason, uh, uh, while we're just talking about relationship and intention, I don't even know why this popped in, this particular thing popped in my mind. But as you know, I, I've been <laughs> friends with Audrey's dad, you know, for, God, I mean, 25 years or thereabouts. Or, no, more like uh-huh. 30, 30, 30 years. Yeah. yeah. And so... And so we've had a, a great friendship all these years. And I don't, mm-hmm. actually, for whatever reason, this just popped into my mind. One time I was doing a television program, and, and, and the laws in Canada at that time were a little bit different in the, from the laws in the United States about uh, product offers. And uh-huh. so I was going to, I had good intentions. I was going to don, donate some uh, series uh, to, the the it's a new day ministry so so yeah. that they could so that they could be sold and and bring money into the ministry yeah i re- i remember that and uh and actually i did that you know you know pretty often because i believed in the ministry believed in what you know what right. you guys were doing it was a, it was a way for you to be generous yeah. with the ministry by giving your product yeah. yeah and so uh but i made the mistake on air of saying you know and and if you don't want to buy this you can just give x number of dollars for you know for it you know and right. um which makes so much yeah. sense and so, um, uh, but what I didn't know is that at the laws in Canada were that if they gave for that, then that was not a tax deduction for them because, because right. they had to take the value of the product out of it. Mm-hmm, well, now, mm-hmm, your dad mm-hmm. is just one of the nicest guys I've ever, ever known. And man, he is not somebody that's comfortable with confrontation. <laughs> oh really? And so, <laughs> and so, the problem with really nice people that hate confrontation is yes. they ha- they get themselves worked up if they know they've got to confront. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Right. Because because it's, it gets you nervous. Yeah. It gets you like, okay, yeah. I got to face this. I got to do this. And so one day I get this phone call from your dad, and I got to tell you, it was just one of the most unre- unreasonable <laughs> conversations I, I could ever imagine having with him because. 
because we were, imagine how many I've had yeah. as a son-in-law. Yeah, because I mean, <laughs> well, no, we were friends. I knew he loved me. Yeah, I loved ab- him absolutely. And yeah. man, he was all upset. Like you, you can't do this, you know. And and you were like, what? <laughs> Where did this? And come I, from? I remember, you know, my I had that first knee-jerk feeling. Of okay, yeah. you know, I was trying to give you something. Oh, you don't want it. You know what I mean? All yeah, of that yeah. ran through my mind in just a second. Yeah. But in, as quick as that ran through my mind, the next thing that ran through my mind was how much I loved him. And, huh. and I remember, and I, I just said it to him. I said, "Look, uh, you know, I'm sorry. I didn't. Yeah, you know, I misunderstood. But, but I said, you know, if if if, th- if this costs you money or hurts you financially, I'll just give you more product. I'll just, you know, I'll just, I'll just give it to you. I'll give you more." Because, yeah. <laughs> and, and the point was this, and you guys know me, I am not somebody that backs down from a fight. It's like, if, if there's a fight to be fought, I will fight it. Now, I don't go looking for fights, yeah. but, but it's not, confrontation does not bother me that much. Right. But, so it wasn't about backing down from a confrontation. It's about that, the point of my interaction with him, the most precious thing to me at that moment in time, was how that friendship would be after that conversation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know why that popped into my mind. You know what? I'm so glad it did because that is exactly what we're talking about today. And it even relates to giving a gift to the ministry. Like, I think that is exactly what we're talking about with God. Like, I will give you this gift, but I won't get a tax deductible receipt. Like, that, the whole, that even that concept yeah. works with what we're talking about yeah. is because you can't have a hidden motive yeah. of what you're doing or get a hidden benefit. Like we don't love from sure we benefit. Paul calls, we benefit. Paul calls it love yeah. from a pure heart. Yes. Lo- you know, in other words, no secret agendas. Like we get so much benefit from our friendship, but we don't have our friendship to get the benefit. Exactly. Exactly. So you know, the thing that kind of leads me to thinking about is, is particularly with this generation, with this generation, selfishness is is inbred into kids. You know, that's you know the whole the the whole goal of socialism is, is to is to make people self-absorbed, is to make people think that they're the center of the universe, and that freedom and happiness is about getting everything that that I want. You know. And, and so they learn this, they start learning this in preschool, you know, they start learning to be selfish and learning about their rights. And so, so people grow up in this stuff and they come to Jesus and, and have no, they have no sense of, of why it's important to let God teach you, why it's important to let God lead you what obedience really is. And to most people, the word obedience is a four-letter word that represents something painful and something sacrificial. Therefore, the very mindset that we're bringing into this, we can never hear where God's trying to take us because we can only hear that which we would be willing to yield to. Hmm. And so we're, we're, and, and and you can't have relationship with no. that with that that that, congru- that how you're growing up with that matrix of selfishness you know sure you can't have a relationship with god but you can't be no. married either because honestly if you get into any kind of a lifelong commitment or anything like that yeah. you're going to have there's going to be a lot of sacrificing absolutely and even even shall i say obeying what in other words doing the right yeah. thing when you don't feel like it i mean that's well you know 
and it kind of reminds me, you know, you know, I've I've got five kids. I've raised more than five kids because at different times, you know, I've had nieces and nephews live with me, and you know, and and been a, played a role in helping raise them, and and um, and then you know, I, uh, just just being involved in other kids' lives. And it's a really interesting thing with kids that reach an age as they start to get about sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. They're they're, they're like. They're like, I, I'm an adult now. Treat me like an adult. And, and the rules don't apply to me anymore. And, and mm-hmm. when they say that, it's immediate, there's this immediate realization that they see whatever rules you, you have for them as being something oppressive. It's like, okay, uh, I don't want you to, you know, you're, you're, you got your driver's license. You're 17 years old. You cannot drive with other teenagers in the car. Well, why? Yeah. I, so you're taking fun away from me. No, it's because the stats say that the percentage of automobile accidents that happen when there's multiple teenagers in the car increases exponentially, you know, or, right, or right. I want you to be home by, I want you to be home before midnight. Well, why do you want to be home? Yeah. In other words, everything is like a, a sacrifice. Everything is like a restriction. And even though they're insisting I'm an adult now, they really don't understand adult values. And that's the way we are coming to God. We don't really understand godly values and the benefit that those values bring to our lives. And so instead of coming to this thing and saying, okay, I'm going to trust God and whatever I see from God's word that, that is, is his wisdom and, and his leadership, I'm going, to, I'm going to yield to that because I know he's good. I know he's only good. And I know that by yielding to that is really going to get me what I really want and what I, what I really need. But instead, they're acting like those 16-year-olds. They're like, no, why are you making me do this? Why are you making me do this? Because this is not making me happy. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what changes everything? You know what the, the key is to, for all of this to change? Is falling in love exactly when you when you fall in love, you just will do anything for that person. Absolutely. When Bob, when I, when Bob and I fell in love, we did not any. Our intentions were so much to be with each other and make each other fulfilled yep. in every way, and to pursue a future. And sac- we didn't even think about it as sacrifice yep. when you 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 bent your will for their will. It was like, no, of course I'll do that for you. Like it's amazing how this incredible power of love and being in love, yep. because there's a difference, is being in love is like you know what. I am just going to believe you that you love me so much and we love each other so much that nothing's going to come between us. Yeah, and, and everything that God is doing, he's, he's loving us in a way to compel us to trust him, to experience the best quality of life that we could have and thereby appreciate and ultimately fall in love with him. You know, yes. you know I'm, I'm, I, because he is in love with yeah. us. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of looking at the clock going, man, we've spent an awful lot of time talking about what most people would perceive to be maybe a negative part of something here, but it's almost like we have to talk about that. You know, you know the Bible does talk about the fact that you've got to, you can't sow two different kinds of seeds in the same fur. you got to, you got to root out and dig up some of those seeds that are growing a corrupt fruit before you even try to plant truth in some of these things. So, so, you know, I want to say to the people, listen, don't turn us off yet because we've got some really good stuff we're going to say about this. But you do have to start from a place. Remember, if you listened to the program last week, we talked about how the fact that hearing and obeying is a continuum. 
And if the, mm-hmm. even the word obey, what does that mean when you hear that? What do you, you know, what are they thinking when they hear the word obey? Are they thinking pain, uh, loss, sacrifice? I mean, you never know what people are thinking. And uh, well, you know, they've got an association of some kind because yeah, yeah, we all yeah. do. We all have an association. Yeah. And, and if I'm going to obey, that means I have to do what you want me to do, not what yeah. I want to do. And it seems like an entrapping word, an mm-hmm. imprisoning yeah. word, limiting. limiting. Yeah. So, you know, as it real, And we wonder why people aren't hearing God. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> exactly. It's because cause that continuum thing really affected me last time, Jim, when you were saying that. Because if we're, we're sh- I, I, and you know why obey isn't a bad word for me? Because I'm in love with Jesus. So that's why obey is not anything to do with imprisoning or limiting. It has everything to do with he loves me so much. I am his greatest pursuit, his deepest passion. He wants nothing but to protect me and love me so much that why would I not be in complete agreement with anything he says? Like, of course, I want to agree. When we think about this from a relational perspective, see, and, and well, let me say before I go there. I hope every any person has any negative association with the word obey. Just in your heart, just go go ahead at this moment. Just say, God, I I have a problem when I hear this word, and I mm-hmm. and and I want to get past this problem so I can understand something. Mm-hmm. Because if you're good sure. and you're only good, then then I shouldn't have a problem with this. But see, when right. we think about obey, we think about uh, behavior. And we think about mm-hmm. something external. We just, like Bob said, yeah. I, I, I think it was Bob said, I just got to do then what you want me to do. And so it's all external. But when we bring this back to the heart, you realize that that from the heart, see, the word submit, which is closely connected to the concept of obeying. And unfortunately, many people try to make the word submit, submit and obey to be the same word, and they're not. But the, but but the word submit, all it really means is to have a yielding attitude. That's pretty much all it means. And but to have a yielding attitude, there first has to be trust. It, 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 if I trust, like like I trust my wife's motives and intentions toward me. So when she starts trying to get me to consider another direction or another point of view. I'm not going to initially resist that because I trust her. Now, and it, does, mm-hmm. it doesn't, I see doesn't even mean I'm going to do it, but it means I'm open. I'm open to right. hearing to what, what she's got to say. I'm, I'm yielding to her because I trust her. So, so if it's a heart, if we're looking at it from a heart perspective, then if obedience has a negative connotation, then it comes back to an attitude of not actually being yielding. And if I'm not yielding, this means I do not have a repentant heart. Because repentance is is where you're willing to change your mind. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. so it, I'm not going to be willing to change my mind, you know, if if I'm not if I don't have that yielding attitude, that, that yes, submissive yes. type attitude. I'm really hearing and I'm seeing the picture. And then you of take that. you know, yes. then you take the next step back in motivation from that. It's like, okay, if I'm not yielded to you, then then there's a trust problem. Okay. If there's a trust problem, then the real truth is I'm not in a relationship with you. I'm not experiencing your love. Mm-hmm. I don't trust mm-hmm. that you're good. I don't trust that you're trustworthy. You know, it's interesting. Faith, the, 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 the Greek word for faith, gets into the concept of trustworthiness. 
See, we, we've made faith so much about believing for individual things, whereas the real biblical concept of faith, when you look at the big picture, is about, is about trusting the character and the nature of God. Is he trustworthy? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, in other words, is he worthy of trust? Can he can he be trusted with my life? Is he good? Is he going to do good things to me and good things for me? Because if we truly, truly, truly know that and make knowing him our greatest pursuit, there is no way we wouldn't trust him. Because right. the more you get to know him, he just the 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 trust gets deeper and deeper. I mean, I can be so confident and secure in my trust in him. I mean, that's one of the best things about God yeah. is that we can trust him. That he, you, you know, and so that bring that moves us. It just it attracts us into that relationship yeah. with him. And so, and so, you know, and, and that's what we want to. We want we, we've got to move this thing into a relationship. And let me say something. Many times, and you guys heard me say this from the very beginning of my walk with God. There were things I would read in the Bible that I did not like and did not want to do. You know, I didn't necessarily want to go to church because I didn't like Christians. Right. I mean, you know, there were just a lot of things I didn't, I didn't like. And, uh, and I didn't know that I was doing the right thing because I, it wasn't about being right. It was about the relationship. It was about protecting this relationship because I'd experienced the love of God. I came to Jesus for the first time in my life. I felt some kind of love I'd never, ever, ever felt. And so, and, and that was valuable and precious to me, which goes back to what we talked yeah. about, about the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is not being afraid is going to hurt you. The fear of the Lord is about fearing anything that would hurt the relationship, anything that would, that would hurt his heart, you know. Yes. And so, so you know, I used to pray this prayer, and this was just in redneck hippie kind of lingo, you know, because I didn't know any other way to pray. But I would see stuff that I didn't like, and I'd just say, God, I don't, I don't like that, and I don't even want to do that. And right now, I, I'm not going to do that, but I'm willing for you to get me willing. And so, so whatever you got to do to get me to the place where I'm willing <laughs> to do this, then, then I'm just open to you. <laughs> Do you know how awesome that prayer is? <laughs> Do you know that that applies to me today? Because there's going to be things that I don't like today yeah. and that I don't feel like, uh, you know what I mean? But I am willing for you to make me willing to yep. do that. I love it. And see, some people just get condemned immediately because, again, it's all external. It's all behavior oriented. Mm-hmm. So they're like, mm-hmm. well, if I'm not willing, then that makes me a bad person. So then I've either got to come up with some doctrine to explain away what the Bible obviously says about obedience, and I've got to create me some false doctrine here to feel good, or, uh, or I'm just going to condemn myself. And either way is a pathway to destruction. You know, coming to that place of where the relationship is is primary. I mean, it's it's the most prominent, you know, in in our lives. And I'm and I'm thinking, you know, just even with my youngest son Robert, I'll ask him to do something, and the first question he that will usually proceed from his mouth is why. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the first thing. why. And and sometimes it's like because uh, the garbage really... doesn't take itself out. <laughs> <laughs> but no, there's there's other there's other incidents, and and so what it is is sometimes rather than really wanting to explain all of the reasoning that's behind mm-hmm. this, I'll just stop for a moment. I'll say, Robert, just trust me. Yep. You know, just just trust. I'm not trying, you know, to get or to you know something 
you know, from you. I'm really wanting to benefit your life. This will be good for us. You know, just, just, will you trust me in this? And honestly, sometimes he's just like, you'll look at me with, you know, with tilted a his head. Yeah, tilted, you know, you know, confusion in his, in his mind. And, and he's just like, okay. And, and what comes there is then a willingness to be yep. willing. Yes. Yep. There's, there's a persuasion that's coming in. Then I have a, 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 a great responsibility to to um, cherish that trust that he's uh, that he's willing yes, to give to make sure it is yeah you, you are trustworthy absolutely yes you know that I as a dad I'm trustworthy yeah yeah you know. do you know how encouraging this entire conversation today is for those who are struggling to hear God's voice because honestly we're getting to the literal key to hearing God's voice yeah, here. Yeah. Because because when you said that thing that you just said, Jim, about the willing to be willing, it's literally just getting that honest with God. Like some people come to me and say, I don't hear God's voice. And I said, talk to him about it. Mm-hmm. Like say, God, I want to hear you so much. And I don't know if there's something blocking or not, but this is it. I want this more than anything. I'm going to seek it. Like, you know yep. what I mean? Like, just get to that point of I'm willing to be willing. If there's something I have a bad concept of that I'm not willing yeah. to give you, I'm willing to get there. But just that honesty yeah. it, it takes us to a, to that, at least to the relationship yeah. with God, where we're saying, I will do anything and I want you. And I want to well, hear I you. I have two incredibly profound things to say. Well, tell one me. is you should tell Robert the next time he's praying, oh boy. he needs to, he really needs to thank <laughs> God that he is not being raised by Southern rednecks <laughs> because a, a Southern redneck mama uh, that when he would say why might smack him real hard and say, uh, because if you don't, you're going to get another one of them. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I know all the political correct people are. Their heads are blowing up right now. <laughs> but uh, okay, so that's my that's my really profound thing. But you know, here's a, the second thing. Here's the second you said thing. you had two yeah. profound things. Is that you know the Bible talks about getting grace for grace. I love grace for grace. And grace for grace to me, of course, if you're looking at grace as see, remember, grace is something that comes from your heart. It doesn't come from your mind. It doesn't come from your doctrine. It is an influence on the heart that makes you capable, able, actually even make, it makes you willing uh, to do and be and whatever. So the interesting thing that happens when a person is just willing to be willing, it's like, it's like getting to here where I can do this and enjoy it. It would be step 10. I got I to gotta go up a flight of 10 stairs. Willing to be willing might bring me the grace to take step one and not even realize it. Just It just begins to empower me to move down this continuum of hearing and obeying. And at some point in there, as I actually become willing, I'm, I'm still not doing it yet, and I'm still not to the place where I can say, I, I'll do it right now. But I, once I really become willing then I'm going to hear God's voice about that situation. I'm going to start hearing in my own heart his wisdom about how this is going to help me and the benefit that this is going to bring you know, to my life. Or, or, he's, or basically, he's going to show me whatever I need to see 
to understand, which is going to propel me into another level of grace. And so it's, it's not like you're jumping from, okay, I read this in the Bible. I'm going to make myself do it. Right. It's just this journey from grace to grace to grace, from being willing to be willing to ultimately be willing to understanding <laughs> why it's important and then to find joy in, in actually doing it. <laughs> yeah. This is really inspiring me today because I think there's some areas in my heart that I've resisted and not really asked God about it. I've just made some decisions in my life. I don't really like doing that particular habit, whatever it is. It's not like it's a super big yep, sin or something. Right. It's not opposed to his morals yep. or it's not like that, but it's more just more of a choice of what I feel like doing. Probably mm -hmm. I don't feel like doing that. And I've just decided uh, he loves me anyway. I don't, I don't, because I don't feel like doing that. I'm just not going to yep. do it because he, 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 he puts desires in my heart. And if that desire is not there, then it's not supposed to be yep. there. Well, you know what? That's fine to a point, but then we need to keep on that relationship with God saying, you know, wait, just to let you know, Lord, I don't want to get hard headed about this. Yeah. Like, I want to be willing to be hearing you on this thing or this thing. Yeah. Does that make sense? I'm just being honest it, with well, myself. Well, that's the that's clue. We don't want to get hard headed or really in reality, hard hearted. Hard hearted. You yes. know, when I had been saved just a few months, uh, you know, I came from a, a really wicked lifestyle. And, mm -hmm. uh, and so, you know, one of my biggest fears was committing immorality. That was, one, that was just mm -hmm. one of my biggest fears because I'd always been immoral, and that was just a lifestyle. Right. And so, uh, and I didn't want that, but I was afraid. I mean, I was afraid of that situation. So I read the Bible through a couple times, found me a church to start going to, and, and uh, didn't live very far from the church. And so, so I was just walking home from church one day. And uh, a, a girl in the youth group came by and uh, said, let, let me give you a, a ride home because I, I really just need, I just need somebody to help me. And I just need somebody to pray with me and talk to me. And I, I thought, well, great. You know, this would be a chance just to help somebody. And so, you know, she was going to just drop me off at my house. So I got in the car and she said, man, I'm really struggling with something. And I just, I, I really don't know what, what to do. I don't know what the solution is. I said, well, what is it? We'll pray about it. And she said, well, I really want to have sex with you. Oh, my. And, um, and you know, she really didn't want us to pray about it. That was, you know, I mean, she wanted to go. <laughs> she wanted to go right then somewhere and have sex right then. Right, right. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, based on my insecurities, uh, you, know, you know, because sex, immorality is... Is, is very rarely about sex. It's about being wanted. It's about it's about I, I feel empty and I, I want to you know just I just want to feel loved. I want to feel wanted. And so you know, even though I was born again, I was still making my journey into who I was in Jesus. You know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so uh, man, I'm telling you, every kind of temptation in the world came alive to me. And the only reason I probably didn't do it was because somebody I knew uh, was at the next corner when, when the car stopped. And I said, you know what, I've, I've, I've got to talk to this person. And I told, I told her, I said, I'm going to pray for you, but we're not having sex. And I got out of the car and went over there. Yeah. So when I got home and could pray by myself, here, here was my prayer. It's like, God, you know, if I hadn't have gotten out of that car when I did, you know, I would have done that. And mm -hmm. you know that right now I want to do that. Right, And right. you know that if I'm put in that position again, I will do that. 
You're right. And I said, but that's not who I want to be. And that's, that's not what yeah. I want to happen between me and you. And right. so I said, so you've got to do something in me so that that's, yeah. So that I'm not vulnerable to this, you got to do something to me so that I don't feel a need for that, you know, for that in my life. And so, I, so you know, I'm sitting there with with lust oozing out of my pores, right. just saying, "You gotta, you gotta do something to me because I'll do this. You know, I'll do this." And uh, you know what? And, and and again, grace for grace, you just start making a journey out. You go, you go from the fact that I'm I'm asking for help. That I'm willing, I'm willing to be willing to the point to where, you know, and almost anybody that has known me very long would say I'd be the last person in the world they would ever believe would succumb to immorality. And you know what? Right. I, I, I am. But but right. it was a journey to get there because that was, mm-hmm. as a young, insecure adult, that was my validation. That was. That was mm-hmm. where I found worse. And then, and then when you opened up to the Lord and said, listen, I, you have to help yep. me. It, it wasn't an ultimatum. This was relationship. This was like, but then Jim, you were obviously willing to partner with yeah. him in that getting to where you are today. And it probably had very, as you said, it had little to do with actually saying no to sex as much as knowing who you yeah. are in Jesus and how valued you are and how precious you are and the real you, because well, you know, the real you doesn't need that back, to no, feel Back then I didn't wanted. know that. Back then I didn't know who the no. real me was. It, it no. was just, and but no, today that would be it. But back then right. it was just about, no, I don't. I don't want to mess up what I've got with you. I don't want. Yeah. Yeah. The um, uh, with, with obedience, a lot of times we view it as I have to obey because I need to stop something or prevent mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. You know, from me doing something in my life. God's wanting to take this away from yeah. me. Yeah. All, all, all the and it kind of comes more from a negative uh, standpoint. There's been a, a, a thought that I've had over the last probably month or so, and the thought is this, take every thought yep. captive to the obedience of Christ. Yep. And a lot of people, uh, when they hear that, immediately they go you know, kind of to the dark side. Yep. Take every <laughs> uh, negative thought, take every sinful thought, take every angry thought, you know, whatever it might be, and, and suppress that. Yep. And, and choose to walk in obedience to Christ. And I've just been challenged personally and challenging others. It says take every thought. Yep. And there are a lot of great thoughts. Great ideas. Great ideas that God gives me. And would I be willing to embrace those as obedience unto his lordship? Mm-hmm. When I think of loving my wife mm-hmm. and caring for my children, being gentle, being kind, uh, using words where I tend to be, you know, n- not so free with them, you know, <laughs> no, but I mean, just to be able to express, you know, I want to take those thoughts captive as well, the positive, the good ones, yeah. and I want to step in into obedience because I, I know that he wants to bring benefit to my you, life. You, you do know that if you hadn't been saying something spiritual and value, we would have found we would have found all kinds of ways to tear you up over that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you're, you're you're right. You know, you know. The, back in the '80s and early '90s, I used to do meetings, as you guys know, with like pretty much some of the biggest names in America in ministry. 
And uh, I was doing a meeting with this this one guy, very well known, very popular, very loved at the time. And so, you know, we were in a hotel and uh, he, he had one of those experiences where, you know, where late in the night, somebody knocked on his door and he goes to the door and, and uh, there was a woman there wrapped up in a big full length mink coat and very, very attractive woman. And uh, uh, from what he said, very voluptuous. And so she said she had to talk to him. It was just absolutely essential. So she walked in the door, dropped that mink coat, did not have a stitch on under that mink coat. And uh, he, he said he just dropped down on his knees and, and you know, started praying. And she said, what's the matter? Don't you want me? And I'll never forget what he said back to her. He said, of course I want you. I'd be a fool if I didn't want you. He said, but I just can't have you and Jesus. Hmm. Now, he wasn't saying God would quit him, but he was talking about the value he had for the relationship. For the relationship. You know, at, he valued that relationship at, so At the much. end of a conversation or before it was really when these have before a conversation or before an action a lot of times i just have to say you know how how will i feel how will I, how will this affect my relationship with god how will i feel about me and jesus uh well am i going to be condemned or am i going to be confident you know I'm, am i going to feel connected or i'm going to feel separated see people doctrinally they'll say doc, uh, nothing can alienate us from the love of god well that, that that's true positionally and doctrinally but uh it's not true in my heart because if my heart condemns me, I'm going to feel alienated from him. Which, by the way, next week, so next good. week as we as we go into this thing more about relationship, I, I want to I want us to address the difference between. I want people to understand what it means to have something positionally because that's a big cop out that people use today for compromise. Well, positionally, I'm righteous. You know, positionally, I'm in Jesus. Positionally, all my sins. Are forgiven positionally god doesn't see god doesn't even see me so how could he how, why does he care what i do well right. if it's a so we're gonna we're gonna really tackle yeah. that in next but we're gonna get podcast. into the real positives of this whole relationship thing man i, I just i can't even I, I can't even i wish i wish we were going two hours so we get into it right now because i yeah, am yeah yeah i, yeah. Yeah, I know because everything well because we're ready everything up we're to ready this to point, just talk about that positive yeah everything up this point has just been a foundation for the yes. next for the next, for next week yeah. It's so true. But I want to tell you, just you guys, is that this has affected me in a great oh, way. Good. So to me, this has been nothing but great because, because I love Jesus. These are good questions. Yeah. How does this make me? What you just said about that guy saying, I love Jesus yeah. too much. I want, that's what I want in life. I want to always have that approach to anything that I'm being faced yeah. with. You know what? I can't have this and Jesus, and I'm going to choose Jesus yeah. every time. Yeah. And I think that our listeners are, are there too because- you know, just I'm just talking to you listeners, like you wouldn't listen to a full on 45 minutes to an hour of a podcast like this if you weren't completely in love with Jesus. Nope. So we just want you to know the very first thing that Jim started with today, just to remind everybody, you are approaching God with a goal yep. or an intention. And if I were to just say, as far as applying to life, just say, you know what, God, possibly I have been approaching God with an intention that got just a little bit corrupted. Like I started yep. approaching you with something other than relationship. I started needing something from you, but I'm going to get back to that place where, you know what? My only goal intention here is to enjoy you and you enjoy me yep. and we're going to have relationship together. 
Mm-hmm. And one of the greatest components of a healthy relationship is when that trust is established. You know, when that trust mm-hmm. is really, really strong. Um, there's a leadership book by Covey, you know, at the speed of trust. When there's trust, boy, you can get things done. Boy, oh, yeah. can you move quickly. Mm-hmm. Boy, you know, because then you're not doubting and questioning, but you're, you, there's a trust component there that's so established. And, you know, today as well, I, I believe that there's such an invitation, you know, to s- step over and really, you know, take a hold of his hand. Yeah. Really, really pursue that relationship and just in in very practical ways just begin to acknowledge, Lord, I trust you. Yep. If, if you're facing a health issue, financial relationship issue, it, it's something that's going on and, and, you've, and you've felt the draw, you know, like the Lord is there, you just need to kind of turn your attention towards him and begin to recognize there is a willingness in me, a yieldedness in, in me that I'm willing to obey. Mm-hmm. You know, that I, I really want to because... I do trust you. Yeah. I do trust you. Therefore, I'm going to cross this threshold and I'm going to enter into, you know, all the benefits that you have for me because you are trustworthy. Yeah. And I just want to also say to you listeners that um, the book I wrote, Wake Up Smiling, is really talks about just incredible beauty of surrender and what that looks like in order to wake up smiling. Like this, this whole concept has changed my life. And so if you haven't gotten that 40-day devotional yet, I encourage you to go to livetransform.com and also check out all of the incredible uh, resources there by Dr. Jim, especially heart physics, because if there's anything that's going to draw you into relationship with God mm-hmm. and experiencing him for the sake of relationship, right, right, right. it would be that. Yeah, we have a couple right now that uh, are that uh, we're counseling yeah. uh, over the web. And just this week they said, oh. Heart physics We is got heart physics everything. and we're yep. finally working it through. And it's just like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, thank good. you. Thanks you for, know, now, not, we, yeah. now we can get somewhere. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and you guys are going to be there and be sharing in October at uh, Heart Physics 2017 here in Huntsville. Mm-hmm, and, you mm-hmm. know, one of the things we're going to be dealing with there, actually the thing we're going to be dealing with, I don't have a title for it yet, but but we're going to be dealing with with the 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 number one. I don't even know. I don't know what to call it yet. The number one uh, obstruction uh, in yeah. our life, and it's and it's actually stress. And mm-hmm. and we know that when we're under stress, we know we can't hear God's voice. We think mm-hmm. we do. We hear our mind, but we don't. We don't hear our heart. We don't right. hear. And right. so, and so that's something we're going to be dealing with. And it's amazing how when we can eliminate, when we know how to eliminate stress uh, and, and move into the place of peace, it's amazing how easy it becomes then to, to just flow with the Lord. It's, you don't, you don't yeah. even think about it like obeying. You're just... You, no, I, I don't ever uh, think about the word obey. It's like the most natural thing uh, in the world to hear and, yeah. and to, to yield. It's like that is just natural. Okay, so I guess we're going to have to put this as a stop. Just okay, all right. Going. So be sure because we're <laughs> we, ready for next week We already. love you. We so love we'll you. make sure that we connect next week yeah. as well. Uh, be sure to look at the date of October um, 2017 mm-hmm. for the Heart Physics uh, Conference. We that, will that see will you in Huntsville. In Huntsville yeah. and you are all welcome. Yeah. Okay. Good. Have a wonderful day. Thanks, Dr. Thanks. Jim. Thank Jim, you guys. Thank you. thank you guys. All right. Bye-bye.